0: Rapidly advancing genetic editing technologies has the capability to alter the core element of human life, its genetic makeup itself, and thus engineer future generations. Since the technology of CRISPR case 9 was developed in 2013, Chinese scientists have pioneered in its application to human embryologists. As we all know, on 25th November last year, on the eve of the second International Summit on Human Genome Editing, He Kui, a US-trained biophysicist working in China, a young scientist, announced in English via YouTube of the birth of world, world first gene-edited babies. The news sparkled an international outcry that few other scientific events, probably not even the birth of first IVF baby, according to this country, had paralleled. As further facts were revealed, it became clear that the experiment, a well the secret, until a few weeks after twin's birth violated international and Chinese guidelines on <coughs> embryonic genetic research, essential bioethic norms and the fundamental role of scientific investigation. The twin girls face various risk, risks and the edited genomes can enter the human gene pool and may be passed on to future generation. Meanwhile, in June this year, a Russia scientist, bi- a biologist, claimed that he would produce more gene-edited babies by the end of this year. In his writing, her has used the word "生产" to refer to creation of gene-edited humans. The word in Chinese um, mostly means the material production, like those produced in factories. In his single-minded effort to make or produce the world's first gene-edited babies, He Jiankui has given the world a paradigm case of uh, 2 demonstrate. The most, the most vivid ways how a scientific project can bridge almost every ethical norm of biomedical research. The numerous and daunting ethical challenges whose experiments pose for China and the world can be m- mapped out in four categories. First, problem associated with the research ethics, Second, ethical questions relating to the heritable human genome editing and its clinical application. Third, the broader historical, social, political, cultural, transcultural, and global issues. And fourth, even more fundamental questions regarding the moral goals of biotechnology and the medicine in general why existing research is largely concerning first and second dimensions. And uh, Professor uh, Julian, uh, Dr. Tom here, and uh, people here are needing international discussion about the second dimension, the ethical issues about uh, gene editing. In this talk, I will focus upon the third dimension and touch on the fourth one. My presentation aims to offer a very brief uh, social-ethical inquiry into Ho Jiankui's genetic misadventure, more generally, the Chinese model of engineering life through science and technology. I will start with a critique of two popular but inadequate ways of responding to the case of Ho Jiankui. Then I will outline, outline some key elements of political, social, historical background, including China's social practice of using uh, eugenics and recent uh, years' state science um, efforts, as well as the ideological foundations such as synthesized uh, nationalism, scientism, and the dar- social Darwinism. I will also point out, briefly point out, the global context of Ho Jenkins genetic experiment under the Chinese model of in- engineering life. In the third and the final part, I will briefly discuss the need for advancing uh, social bioethics. Uh, please note um, uh, what I'm going to present is very much a piece of work in progress. And please also bear with me, a non-philosopher uh, would say about uh, this topic. Within and outside of China, one common response to Ho Jianghui's case is to view him as a rogue scientist. In this view, it was mostly or even sorely due to recklessness or even naivety that Hu conducted his outrageous experiment the preliminary official closed-door investigation by a team of Guangdong province takes this approach. The very brief report, next than one page, issued by Xinfa News, uh, one of China's official uh, mouthpieces, concluded that to pursue personal fame and gain, I quote, He had avoided supervision, raised funds, and organized a researcher on his own to carry out the home and gene editing research intended for reproduction, which is banned by Chinese law, end of quote. To be fair to the Chinese authorities, they have also, earlier this year, issued a draft, new national regulation on what is called high technology uh, biotechnologies. Uh, that's a, a great move. Yeah, um, casting the uh, blame on her himself, a non wider responsibility of his university and other re- uh, relevant authorities for his action, thus missing out an important opportunity to critically examine the institutions and the culture of scientific research uh, in China. Dichotomizing cultures has been a non-rooted, pervasive, and still popular way of categorizing cultural differences. When the world's first research on gene editing home employees by Chinese scientists was published in an international journal in 2015, a report in New York Times captured the key issue involved as as Scientific divide between China and the West. The article cites a medical ethics in China in lands, says, I quote, the red line in the West and in China are not too similar. Ethics are a question of culture and that is about tradition, especially where it touched on human life. Confucian ethics says that some one becomes a person after they are born. Uh, actually, the medical assets was referring to Xunzi, one of the founders of uh, Confucianism. says, home beings as, uh, uh, began uh, uh, when, they are, when they are born. Uh, even though this is actually the minority view for Confucianism <coughs> about this matter, but we will leave that. Hopefully, in discussion uh, part, we may further uh, discuss that. That is different from the United States or other country with a Christian influence, where the, because of religion, the material research on employees is not OK. End quote. Uh, again, Professor Julian, Dr. Tom, and uh, your collaborators uh, had actually offered ethical defense for such uh, research uh, conducted by Chinese scientists, earlier research. Uh, research on gene additive home embryos uh, in general. earlier this year, an article in the magazine Foreign Policy by a researcher with a Chinese origin put it bluntly that China will always be bad in ethics, in uh, quotation. Ho Jianghui's genetic misadventure appears to provide more compelling evidence that China is a radical other of the West, a wild land whereby ethics matter neither. However, this is not the right way to proceed because evidence does not support the belief and it risks overscoring the real issue that human gene editing in China raises. Immediately after the news on the gene-edited babies came out for a couple of months, I have been closely following journalists' reports, commentaries, and posts on Chinese and the international mass media via Baidu and uh, Google, as well as on China's major social media platform Weibo and WeChat. I have been deeply impressed by remarkable Chinese tendency in questioning and condemning horse uh, experiment. And the Chinese reactions are remarkably similar to those in the West, including the words used, ethical reason appealed, even shared fundamental principles on the intrinsic value of life, and the moral goal of science and medicine. Among many other indications, almost uh, instantly, over 100 Chinese scientists issued a passionate public statement that they firmly and strongly condemn their experiment. In voicing the condemnation, the Chinese words and the phrases used by scientists, the authorities, and general public in China are remarkably similar to those used in Western West media. They include more restrained and descriptive terms such as unethical, immoral, wrong, irresponsible, reckless, shocked, or extremely shocked, as the, um, the Chinese phrase over there says. They also include stronger and more emotive ones, who has been described as mad, scientific, madman, lunatic, uh, and his experiment as monstrous, disgusting, repulsive, inhumane, cruel, barbaric. Uh, again, Professor Junian's uh, first response by calling the experiment <coughs> to be monstrous has been uh, reported in mass media uh, world, uh, worldwide. In Reader's response to journalists' reports and social media, Unit 731 and the Japanese doctors' human experimentation in wartime China has been evolved time and again, especially in readers' commentaries to the journalists' report. Under the title of a very provocative non-commentary, which first appeared on a somehow popular Weibo site called 19 um, Tonight, uh, evokes the Western experience with uh, human um, research where Ho is described as contemporary Hitler, who used gene editing, Ho is described as using gene editing to sacrifice baby baby's life for his dream of Nobel Prize. Uh, the Nazi physician Munger, who also experimented upon twins, is far less known uh, in China. Otherwise, the author may refer uh, Joseph Munger. In wide Chinese society, the uh, immediate response seems to be more mixed. More is about the general issue of editing. Over 36,000 readers who respond to the survey question at the end of the initial positive report in the People's Daily Now report uh, removed. 38 uh, opposed it, because um, of major fears associated with ethical problems. 37 were neutral for now because one does not know what will happen in opening Pandora's box. And 25 (coughs) indicate support for it because it may reduce the risk of serious diseases. As I see it, these two popular approaches are mistaken or at least inadequate because, academically speaking, they dismiss the necessary study of wider political, social, cultural, and historical context of Ho Kui's genetic uh, misadventure. They offer, they offer misdiagnosis and miss out real and difficult questions involved. This question includes why has ethics failed so dramatically, how and I was her and his team able to carry out the experiment, and why in China, what are the key political and social forces shaping human gene editing <coughs> in China and Chinese responses to it, what is the global context of the paradigm? Chinese case of scientific misconduct. These are extremely complicated questions that call upon many in-depth public and academic inquiries. From a broader um, sociological and historical perspective, Her genetic misadventure is unsurprising, unsurprising for me. Editing Genomes of otherwise healthy employees for natural resistance to HIV con- uh, constitute an effort of positive eugenics, enhancing genetic makeup rather than treating an existing disease. Eugenics is alive um, and well in China, <laughs> as in many other parts of the world. It was imported in China it was imported from the West and well established academically and socially in the first half of the twentieth century. Only uh, during Mao's regime under Soviet influence uh, was eugenic condemned as bourgeois and anti revolutionary pseudo sciences. Post Mao from the onset, China's ambitious and intrusive population control program implemented over the past four decades. has had two central goals, controlling the quantity of the population and enhancing the quality of population. Thus together with the one-child policy, which I think everyone you know, and there is another part probably some of you did not know yet, that (coughs) eugenics has been one of the two essential Um, components of China's massive modern project of demographic and social engineering. While the one-child policy was replaced by two-child per-family policy in late 2015, using eugenics as a state policy and a widespread social practice continues. Putting note here, in Chinese context, Using includes a wide range of practices. It includes the state, state eugenics, in which the state encouraged and even somehow pressure the use of medical measures to enhance the general uh, quality of population. In 2019, four China issued a law which was originally and straightforwardly called eugenics law, and uh, soon uh, changed. And euphemized as law on maternal and infant uh, health care, infant health care maternal and infant health care. In the recent years, uh, the, um, the Chinese state has given more and more efforts to develop various programs, including genetic screening, to reduce birth defects. Uh, nationwide efforts using in Chinese context also include what is called the eugenics in the West, in which individual voluntarily choose certain eugenic measures or prenatal care or some other measures included. In, the, in China, even standard prenatal health care, including such advices to pregnant women on avoiding heavy drinking, smoking, taking certain, not taking certain medicine, those are belong to using as well, eugenics. The broad concept of uh, using eugenics in China. So it is very difficult, but very important to differentiate what is ethically justifiable from what it is not. Need very careful analysis. One should not just to say oh eugenics in China is ethically justifiable. That's 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 simply wrong because the practice includes so many different. Um like uh, in China there are not only commercial advertisements everywhere, as in UK and other Western countries, uh, in China there's something uh, different there, it's a propaganda. Play cards are always present in cities, towns, and villages. Here are some of the play cards about Yusin as a part of China's first control program. One is said, controlling the quantity of population to benefit country and people, uh, enhancing the quantity, uh, quantity of population to strengthen the nation and prosper the family. It's another one. Go birth, go to raising, go to education, or superior birth, or superior raising, um, uh, superior education, benefiting the country, people, and the family. There's some more. In general, it's fewer, but superior uh, uh, birth. Um, just about several years ago, I was conducting field work. Part of the field work I visited in several villages in southern China, when I, on the road, I can see many of those play cards, About this before the one child policy was replaced by two child policy. And including many of those, but of course not as, uh, um, as nicely uh, designed this since it's in villages, it's more, uh, Plan play cards to put those uh, 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 slogans. Um, and some of those otherwise serious political slogans can be humorous in certain uh, ways. Uh, those who can read the Chinese probably want to smile when reading what is written there uh, uh, in those uh, villages. Uh, what there is to say Be a few children, grow more uh, uh, trees, and uh, a a few uh, children raise more pigs. <coughs> and the other one over there is that <coughs> set-off. The first one somehow makes sense, so the, uh, that grow more trees and the raise more pigs, can become richer, right? That's what the economic development, so the a policy market the economy. The second one is called a set off a new search of family planning in summer. I had been thinking about why in summer, I, I don't have any clue, and you may have any clue. One clue I have come up with is that maybe in summer people are more, have more sex, right? <laughs> but I don't know. I really don't know why it's in summer. And also it's a way is that um, uh, people uh, those in the village who are not happy with their the ponies in some way, then they just change one word or cross over one place of the word. Then the meaning totally reverse. And so this one becomes bear more cho- uh, children and grow more trees and uh, bear more children and raise more people. And the third one is that set off the new episode sur- of reproduction in summer. We <laughs> have more children in- yeah. Yes. Most babies are conceived in winter because people have nothing better to do. Um, New Year, Christmas, and then in September we have a huge peak in births. So maybe they want to even it out. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, I understand that in winter they could I have more children. But I lived in Minnesota for one year and I listened to what called pointless stories in those long winter time. And uh, but anyway, um, that's. Uh, Come back to our uh, point. Another is that uh, despite official contamination, her personal ambition and scientific venture was nourished and (coughs) supported by China's authoritarian pursuit or scientific superpower status over the past four decades, which has created a fertile environment in which researchers are eager to undertake daring words first. Along with other... Along with other state programs like One Belt and One Road, recent Chinese policy and the initiative in science and technology form part of China's ambitious undertaking to reshape the existing structure of global power. Before his fall, He Jiankui Kui was a rising re- uh, young science star in China. He had many accurate dates. Uh, and received extremely generous support from central local government and scientific organizations, including being selected to state's top science uh, program, Qian jifa uh, Thousand Tenants Plan. In recent years, the Chinese state has issued a series of law and um, policies and taken a wide range of measures to encourage transformation of results of scientific investigation and technology innovation into economic and commercial achievement. Taking advantage of these policies, benefiting from domestic and international investment, a young scientist, Ho Jiankui, was also a rising entrepreneur star in China. Ho Jiankui was and may still be the owner and or significant shareholder in nine gene companies, including two startups worth at least 7 billion Chinese yuan, over half a billion US dollars. The concluding paragraph of his protocol to the ethical committee of a local um, hospital, a private owned hospital, though it's a turned out to have been faked. Uh, says that concluding paragraph says a lot on the individual motivation and the broad context for her epic genetic misadventure. The strategic goals of her genetic project have a strong nationalistic and uh, militaristic spirit, it states, I quote. We ardently expect that the project will occupy a commanding elevation over the entire field of gene editing technology. Like the point of an awl sticking out through the bed, the project will stand out in the increasingly intense international competition among gene editing technologies. This creative research would be more significant than HIV technique which won the 2010 Nobel Prize. That's the challenge commentator referred the Nobel Prize, because Ho Kui referred in his uh, protocol here. It will br- bring about the dawn of final cures for countless severe genetic diseases, end quote. Mm-hmm. What is implicit by Toh to, to mention for Chinese audience in this declaration is that his project would make China the world leader in this field, area. More explicitly, an initial but quickly removed report of Hurst's research appeared on the website of the chief official newspaper, Renmin ribao People's Daily, on 26 of November last year, one day after Hurst's announcement. It was entitled with a typical proud, I quote, the world's first gene-edited babies, genetically resistant to AIDS are born in China." End quote. It was experiment as, I quote again, a milestone accomplishment China has achieved in the area of genetic ed- editing technologies. Chinese model of science is authoritarian, it takes a top-down approach and advance, often advances science through the conventional Chinese Communist Party's means of planned economy. So, the kind of measure, so planned economy and Mao's great leap forward campaign. Of course, the government's strong drive for science and technology can definitely need immense goodness for the Chinese people, and humankind. At the same time, China's science schemes have much to do with the growing mentality that ethics is merely secondary or at um, at most instrumental for cutting-edge scientific investigation and technology uh, invention. Ethical consideration or and the ultimate moral goal of science and medicine can be compromised or even alienated by the unchecked pursuit of personal ambition, financial interests, interests of the state and the institutions, economic growth, and national glory. Nationalism is always justified and promoted in the name of patriotism and the great rewind of China as a nation as well as, as a people and race. In recent years, nationalism has been reshaping every aspect of Chinese society and the beliefs of Chinese people. The nationalism agenda plays an essential role in the development of science and technology. In China, as in many other parts of the world, nationalism has been a defining and a sweeping ideology for the sciences, humanity, and the social sciences, and bioethics as well. While some pioneer works has been appeared, conducted mostly by anthropologists and sociologists, more critical ethical analysis unethical implications of nationalism for biomedical research and bioethics on a global (coughs) stage uh, are non-overdue. The veneration of science and technology is a hallmark, modern and contemporary China. In general terms, Marxism, classic Marxism included, defines science and technology as a vital force of national production, and thus a positive driver of social development. Sinicides, the scientism promote for the state to employ science and technology to engineering nature, engineering society, engineering mind, and engineering human life. (coughs) Social Darwinism means extending the biological ideas of the struggle for the existence and survival of the uh, fates from Darwin uh, into a social sphere. While nationalism and scientism in China are more visible in the public domain, much uh, better researched in China as well as abroad in the West. My own very initial research has suggested that cynicism of social Darwinism may have played a more fundamental or often hidden role in the development of Chinese authoritarian model of genetically and socially engineering human life. Uh, this has a long uh, history, actually. Uh, even longer, in the, like Han Fei-Zi, uh, Yang's work in the uh, modern uh, 22 uh, centuries ago, already advocated a kind of Chinese version of social Darwinism, in modern China, ever since Yan Fu's revolutionary translation of TH, uh, Huxley's evolution and ethics, in elegant classic Chinese. When I read that in, in Yan Fu's translation, I was <coughs> so, how should I say it? It's just so denied that the elegant classic Chinese, not in, uh, in modern Chinese, in late 19th century, exchange the Huxley's work probably played a more significant role in the development of intellectual life in modern China. And social dominance since then has been determining intellectual force in modern and contemporary life. I would just say He Kui's decoration somehow indicates the ideas behind it. Sociologically, and historically speaking, the large scale and the profound tendency of genetically and socially engineering human life in China can never be achieved without those aforementioned ideologies. Ethically speaking, one shared feature underlying eugenics and human editing in China more generally, the Chinese model of engineering life is the instrumentalization of human life. Ho Jianghui's genetic misadventure constitutes a most recent and most publicized case on these features, especially instrumentalization of human life. This, despite almost unanimous condemnation of the international community of horse, horse experiment, uh, there are some a few Western uh, biologists defend this experiment. The international context has been indispensable for eugenics and homogene editing in China, but this has been far from adequately acknowledged and researched. For example, Ho Jiankui was just a physicist in China and become a geneticist, a biophysicist in top US universities. One has to wonder where the U.S. science community of gene editing has played the role of accessory in her historical scientific misconduct, uh, recent, uh, uh, a recent journalist report indicated that there is a circle of scientists, uh, especially in state, actually uh, uh, nourished her experiment. More broadly, in various social manifest. Uh, uh, festations. Eugenics has been a global phenomenon ever since late 19th century. The same is true ideological foundation, which includes scientific reductionism, nationalism, and social Darwinism. The engineering and the instrumentalizing of life has now been one of the fundamental features of global modernity. How the, how the international community should uh, respond to human uh, gene editing. Earlier this year, I was invited to co sign and co author a prospective article for Nature, which is entitled Adopt a Moratorium on Heritable Genome Editing. It was written uh, mostly by uh, some leading scientists in the, uh, in the field. Um th- there are a number of technical, scientific, medical, as well as social, ethical and moral consideration are given. I still agree and would advocate for a voluntary global moratorium on editing heritable DNA to produce genetically modified human children. One reason I would like to highlight here is that genetic misadventure of Ho Gen shows that the ethical danger of instrumentalizing human life through genetic technologies is real. By all means, it is an imperative to create effective international di- dialogues on human gene editing. Now, we are coming to uh, the third and the final part of my presentation, uh, the need to move beyond mainstream, largely individualistic model of bioethical inquiry and advanced uh, social bioethics. In the past uh, decades, uh, as, as Strong has kindly mentioned, I've carried out uh, a series of research projects in China's view and experience of abortion, <coughs> medical ethics in China, medical professionalism in China, China crisis, uh, patient physician trust, Confucian ethical perspective on human body and the body parts, social and ethical issue of uh, HIV Core research, Japan's and medical atrocity and the aftermath. One of my current research projects investigates population aging and elderly in China from the social ethical thought of classic Confucianism, especially that of uh, Mencius. Uh, While the topic of this project are different. Methodologically speaking, I've often taken a social ethical approach. I've investigated by in integrating bioethical examination with a sociological and historical inquiry, as well as a Chinese Western comparative perspective. From this process, two general themes have uh, emerged. On the one hand, I've become more and more discontent about contemporary bioethics. It seems to me that, in spite of its great dynamic, our academic field suffers from three major problems. And first, it's rootless, because through focus upon general ethical dynamic and principles, bioethics often overlooks the broader social-cultural forces shaping bioethical issues and the responses to them, as well as the inexhaustible um, richness of individual moral experience. And the ethical issues concerning large population in West, non-Western uh, or less developed world are much marginalised due to the Western dominance. Second, bioethics is heartless or emotionless because the vital law of emotions, feelings, irrationality in human life are overlooked due to its emphasis on reasons and the rationality. I don't want to say reason and the rationality is not important, it's very, very important. But feeling, emotion and are also very, very important irrationality as well. By ethics, third, by ethics the soreness because existential and the spiritual matters are often downplayed due to its focus upon body and the mind. To move beyond, uh, I'm aware this is a radical uh, created, um, to move beyond the dominant mode of bioethical inquiry, it is as necessary to advance uh, uh, social bioethics, learning from social sciences, learning from humanities, including literature and arts, reviving thought and wisdom of indigenous moral traditions. More I started to go uh, study classic Confucianism and Daoism. More I convinced how much those insights can offer today's world, not only for China, but for other parts of the world, for bioethical issues. (coughs) On the uh, other hand, On the other hand, uh, through my research journey, i put forward, and as Don again mentioned, developed a theory and methodology of ethical transculturalism in order to offer an alternative framework for bioethics that is rooted in Chinese reality and uh, Chinese cultural tradition. The five key elements, including appreciation the complexity of cultural differences, taken seriously Internal plurality and diversity within every culture, focus upon not only differences but also transcultural commonality and a common humanity, promoting genuine and deeper transcultural dialogues, and upholding the primacy of morality over political and uh, social cultural uh, practice. Uh, tomorrow at lunchtime, I will give another talk. It will be uh, focused upon the third dimension. Uh, the, the talk will be about reclaim a sense of common humanity and uh, a ancient Confucian excavation uh, for today. Uh, Forgive me my self-promotion uh, uh, to mention <laughs> about that. Um, such a such a uh, vision I'm still developing. Resist trying to resist some of uh, powerful currents in today's intellectual world in the West and China. They include dichotomizing and simplifying Western and non-Western cultures as radical others, homogenizing and stereotyping non-Western cultures <coughs> and the Western ones at night, subscribing to the. Tyranny of cultural practice over morality. It resists some of today's dominant Chinese ideologies, such as trying to resist, such as glorifying nationalism and state power, condemning the universal human value, uh, manipulating traditional Chinese culture to maintain and advance the status quo. Uh, my vision of ethical uh, transculturalism can be treated as a part of a global effort to build as somehow radically different uh, bioethics by a number of other scholars, including philosophers and the social scientists. Academically, uh, it is my great delight that this talk, uh, also tomorrow's one, have been jointly arranged by your hero Center here, then, Ethics Center over there, both jointly by Welcome Center for Ethics and Humanities. Uh, what is such a uh, delight? It's a time to conclude. I will leave you with a, a three central points um, I'm trying to make tonight. First, Ho Jianhui's historic genetic misadventure, a paradigm case of scientific Uh, misconduct stems from China's social practice of using eugenics and its authoritarian and nationalistic pursuit to design superpower in recent decades. The Chinese model of engineering life has its broader global context. (coughs) Second, the sphere and ethical issues of eugenics, particularly the tendency of instrumentalizing human life, have to be addressed in the new context of cutting-edge biotechnology, such as home Gemini genome editing. Third, to better face the numerous and the daunting challenges of home gene editing, bioethics, as both a public domain and as an academic field, needs to move beyond the mainstream, largely individualistic mode of inquiries and advance social bioethics. My presentation draws material from those uh, published items. I have I had pr- uh, uh, privilege and pleasure, co-author with uh, uh, quite many colleagues, uh, colleagues uh, in China, New Zealand, and other parts of the world. I do plan to carry out more research on this topic. So, um, any of your questions and comments to this presentation would highly appreciated. Thank you all for your attention.